0: Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth that will help you overcome limiting beliefs. Find your true identity in Christ and live out your God given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. This is Candy Creech, your host, and welcome back to the Renewed by Truth podcast. So, today, this is a very special bonus episode, the first time I've ever done a bonus episode since I started my podcast. But it is Good Friday, and I could not pass up the chance to just share some things from the Bible about all the events leading up to Jesus' death and his resurrection. And so there's just a few things that I wanted to share with you today. And if you have not read, Um, In your Bible, I would just encourage you to just take some quiet time today and read in Matthew 26 um, is a great place to read. And then if you combine that with John chapter 17 and just go through and just encourage you to find a quiet place and just read through these and just pray on it and just spend that time in worship to God. And so what I really wanted to talk about today was I was thinking about when, you know, Jesus came, he was completely God, and he was completely man, and he understands what we go through every day. He understands the pain, and I know that some of you listening are going through pain right now, and if you haven't, if you're not at the moment, then you have before, and some of you have experienced pain beyond what I I can't even imagine. But I want you to know that Jesus does, like he knows exactly what you're going through. When he stretched out his arms on the cross and took the punishment for all of our sins, he loved us so much to do that. He knew that God, the Father, was going to have to turn away from him when he took all the world's sin upon him. And Because God is holy, and He just could not be in the presence, could not look at that. And He knew, though, He already knew what was going to happen. And He knew that, and He loved us so much that He did it anyway. So before I was born, He knew me. Before you were born, before I came to know Him and love Him, He did it anyway. Before I asked Him into my heart, before I decided to live my life in obedience to Him, Maybe you're listening today, and you think that Christianity is just this restrictive, judgmental bunch of rules and do's and don'ts and mostly don'ts, like you can't do this and you can't do that, and you're judged if you do this, and somebody's waiting to punish you, but that cannot be further from the truth. And I want to tell you what the truth is today. In Jesus, we have freedom because it's not a list of do's and don'ts but let me tell you what you have in the world if you have not accepted Jesus as your savior if you have not asked him into your heart and you may be wondering, how do I do that today go to my website renewedbytruth.com i have a resource on there for you reach out to me like message me if you're like i want to know how to accept Jesus i want to know what you're talking about but you have if you haven't done that then you may not understand but when you do if you have Jesus in your heart then you don't have to live in bondage to this world. And let me tell you what bondage to this world looks like. It's that we are in slavery to this world if we are not a Christian. And so what does that look like? It looks like material things, like we're striving and we're working and we want more and more and more because we're trying to fill a hole in our life that only God can fill. And we don't understand that, and we just keep striving and striving. And then there's the immorality, you know, lusting after sexual relationships that are not in God's plan. And when we're doing that, it just causes all this hurt, and we usually feel worse when we're trying to make ourselves feel better. And maybe we have these coping addictions, and we're just trying to cope. So we try to fill that hole in our life with pornography, with alcohol, with drugs, with sex. I mean, even work can be an addiction. And we're trying to fill that hole, and we just keep piling on more and more and more, and we're just in in chains, and we just can't get out of it. We just keep getting deeper and deeper. And maybe you're like, well, I don't don't really have any of these, but what about the slavery that we see so prevalent now, and especially among our children and our teenagers and our young adults and even... (laughs) Adults my age, but that is the slavery of worrying about what everyone thinks, worrying about what you do and what you say and what you wear and worrying about our physical appearance and worrying about, are people going to like me? Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be affirmed by others? This is also a kind of slavery. And Jesus came to set us free from all that, all those addictions, all that worry, all All the things that we try to fill our life with because He came to save us for an abundant life. And it talks about that He came to give us eternal life, came to give us an abundant life, and our eternal life begins the moment we accept Him. He comes to bring peace to us, a peace that transcends all understanding. He brings us joy. He brings us restoration, restoration in relationships. First our relationship with Him and then relationships with others. And He brings us love, because God is love, and He brought that to us through the Holy Spirit, through accepting Him, and we can't even comprehend, like, we talk about love, Here on earth as an emotion, but God is love and it's not an emotion. It doesn't go up and down. It's constant. He always loves you no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going to do. You can't disappoint him and he always loves you but we are going to have trouble in this world. In John 16:33, Jesus said he was telling his disciples, he said in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I say that because we are going to have trouble. We are going to have hard things, but when Jesus died on the cross, He understands. He endured that pain. He endured that suffering. He endured the separation from the Father for us. So that's what I kind of want to take you back to today um, in Matthew 26, because that's what I just want you to understand, that when you're enduring that pain, He can sympathize with us in our weakness, and God is going to meet you in during that pain. He's going to meet you there, and He's going to speak louder to you then than he ever has before. And there are so many things. I mean, I've been through things, but I haven't had near the pain. I know that some of you listening have suffered. And you can probably tell this to me more than I can say it, but that when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you know that he's present and he's listening and he's seeing and he sees you in that pain. And he's going to take that and he's going to use it. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and in Matthew chapter 26, it's a really long chapter, but if, you know, he's been talking to his disciples, he's, you know, participated in the Passover, he's washed their feet, he's spending just that last bit of time, he knows what's about to happen, he's spending that last bit of time with his inner circle, you know, his disciples, the ones that his, his main 12 that have been with them the whole time. So he's went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here, and I'm going to go over here and pray. But he took Peter, and he took two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And I thought about that. And have you ever been in a situation where you were like, God, I, ch- I can't do this anymore. Like, I would rather die. Like, I can't be here. Or maybe you have. Maybe you've even contemplated suicide. And you're like, God, I just can't do this thing anymore. And Jesus has been there. He knows exactly where you are, where you have been, because he said, I'm so, my soul is so overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And so we need to look at what did he do? When he got in that situation, what did he do? And he told him, He said, Just stay here and watch with me. He had his friends with him. He did have his friends with him. But then he went a little bit further. He didn't he didn't stay right there with his friends. He went a little bit further and he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And he asked you know, he said, God, I I know what I'm about to endure, and I can't do it. You know, I don't know if I can do it. Like, it's going to be so hard. Will you let the will you not not make me have to do this? He said, but I know that your will is better than my will. And and the thing is, when you continue reading there, he went back to his disciples, and then he goes and he does it again. He goes and he falls down his, his knees again. And he asks like, you know my father please let this cut pass for me but your will be done and then he went back a third time and said the same thing and i love that he went back three times and y'all i get a little emotional y'all know i'm i'm so real on here but even just i was writing some things down and i was praying about it And I was thinking about, you know, how often do we go to God and we go back to God and we go like, God, please, I can't do this anymore. And Jesus did the same thing. He kept going back to God, but he always ended it with, you know, not my will, but yours be done. And I thought about that because when I thought about the fact that God is love, you know, he sees everything. He sees the whole big picture, the beginning of time to the end of time, to everything every single person here everything that's going to happen he sees it all and he always has what is best for us we may not understand it but he knows in the big picture of things this is best and I just want to say it's hard for me to say this because there are some things that if I had to go through them I think I don't think I could do it so I know if you're sitting here but But why did God put me through this? And I don't have the answer for that. I don't have the answer for that. But I am going to tell you that Jesus has been there and he knows what you're going through. And I just want you to understand that and just reach out and fall on your knees and pray. But he knows what's best and he has the best for you. So he's not like I say this is really hard for me to say because I know I know there's hard things and it's hard to understand why it's best but I love that I know that I can trust God and that God is always good even when I don't understand it that I would trust him more than I ever would there's nobody else I would trust more so I just wanted you you know to think about that and so if you're in that pain and you're in that agony right now God wants to meet you in the garden he wants you to go to Him in quiet time. He wants to meet with you. He And do you know, like sometimes, and I don't know how you think about this, but, you know, initially when I think about worship, I think about singing to God. You know, I think about being in a church service. We talk about worshiping during church. And I would have to say that I honestly worship more when I'm alone because I get distracted at church a little bit by everybody and everything. I get distracted. And so I, I know that I worship more at home and that's what i want to tell you that when you're pouring your heart out to god you're worshiping him because he sees you and he knows you are calling out to him and that you trust him you're calling out abba father like you're saying i know who you are i you know come into my life and so spending that time with him is an act of worship and so i would say on good friday i would say use it as an act of worship get quiet You know, even if you're if you're a young mom, if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom for a moment with your Bible, and have a conversation with God and trust Him, and you know maybe even sing some worship music or something. I always think about the song, especially with working on this podcast. You know, leave it all at the cross. And I just kept thinking about that song. So I just, I wanted to share that with you. There's so many other things I wish I could just, I wish now, like looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done like a series and done more because there's so much goodness. And I want you to go read it. And there's one more thing I just have to point out to you guys because it, for my heart, it just means so much to me. And it's over in John chapter 17. Jesus is praying and it just shows more of the prayer here and I want to point out if you jump down to verse 20 there's like a little um, subsection in my Bible that says Jesus prays for all believers and I love that because I think he was about to die the most painful agonizing humiliating death be separated from the father and he prays for me and he prays for you And he said, "'My prayer is not for them alone.'" And he was talking about the disciples, because first he prayed for his disciples, and then he said, "'I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are.'" And he says it again, I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And that is so amazing to me. It just um shows the love and shows something that is just incomprehensible for me, actually. Like I can't even I can't even comprehend the love. I can't comprehend the agony, the death, like my little brain will not even I mean, I just can't do it. But the Holy Spirit inside of me knows, he knows what what it is. And I just feel that inside of me. It just, it just brings me such joy. And it brings me such peace and contentment in my life to know that Jesus was praying for me before he went to the cross. And so I hope and pray that it does the same thing for you. So I just pray over the next three days, just I know that we get busy with the, you know, the family things and the events that, you know, and and all the fun things that we get to do with our family during a holiday. I pray that you just take some quiet time to just read in your word, to worship God and just your individual relationship with him is the most important relationship. I- I'm telling you, that's more important than walking through those doors on Sunday morning. That that individual relationship with him, the one that nobody else sees, that's the most important one. I want to end with a with a prayer today. I don't always do this, so I really want to end just with a prayer today. So, dear Heavenly Father, when I read this, I can't comprehend it. And I don't, my mind can't even understand it, but my heart does. I thank you and I praise your name and I pray for everyone listening today and I pray for the pain and agony that they're going through that they realize that you are there with them in that and that you have what's best for them no matter what it is. And, um, I just pray that they reach out to you and that, that you send them if they need someone that you send that person to them today. And I pray for our holiday weekend. I pray for all those that are going to hear the message that may have never heard it before, or maybe they have, and they've just been resistant to it. And I just pray that you break the walls that's holding them back from coming to you, that you break their hearts where they can't not get on their knees And dear God, I just pray that they know they can leave all of it at the cross, all the anything they've done, any shame that they have, any guilt that they have, that they can just leave it there and be a new person in you. And I just pray that for them. Thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being here with me today. And I hope you have a great weekend and join me on Monday for a short Monday episode. So I will see you back then. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. Hop over to my Instagram and send me a direct message. I respond to all of them personally, and I would love to meet you. If you have felt blessed by today, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review. Take a screenshot of your review or this podcast episode, share to your story and tag me, and I'll give you a shout out. Together, we can help women renew their mind with biblical truth. I drop a new episode every Monday morning, so see you next week.